Thank you for listening to Psyche Design. My name is Megan Lavoda, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about how personality type differs from astrology. So for those of you who don't know, I am personally interested in astrology, and I've become a lot more familiar with it over the past couple of years in particular. And I've been interested in personality type for almost a decade. I've known about astrology for almost that long, maybe more, but I haven't really studied it seriously uh, um, for any longer than about three years-ish. But um, so because I'm knowledgeable on both, I can tell you that they are very different. So part of the issues when even bringing up this topic is that when we're talking from the type practitioners and the psychologist perspective, there is a huge I guess, motive to want to separate personality type from astrology, because a lot of mainstream psychologists are skeptical of the MBTI assessment of Carl Jung's theory of psychological types. A lot of psychologists are skeptical of the fact that that 16 uh, type patterns even exist. And because astrology is so much uh, fuzzier and almost, I would want to say, impossible to measure uh, objectively. Um, I mean, I've heard some astrologers argue on that and say that you can. I'm not familiar with it, but I think it's safe to say that astrology is not like scientific. It's not something that you can easily run a scientific test on. Now, if we want to get specific about what you think science is, um, we can go there. But um, 16 types, it actually is uh, like psychology, where there are psychological experiments that have been able to prove that these 16 types um, are correlated to the big five, for example, which is a trait-based theory of personality that is very respected by the psych, uh, psychology community. There have been um, uh, studies um, that show that these 16 types are significantly correlated to the traits. Now, in my opinion and my understanding is that it is more difficult to test for these 16 types than it is traits, because traits are a lot more tied to your specific behavior. Traits exist on a spectrum, and it's understood that people change, like their actual trait and their actual behavior might change over time, where with type, the theory says is that you have this innate uh, lens in which you view the world that does not change. However, your behavior does change. Everyone, I think, can agree that people grow and change over the years. The issue when it comes to type is that people have the agency and the ability to make choices based on their behavior that may or may not fit with their tendency or their natural type. So because of this, it is a lot more, it's, it's a lot less stra- straightforward to actually measure in a psychological experiment because you have to account for the different uh, cultural um, influences, the different jobs that people might have and the different skills that they might have um, worked on, I guess you could say. But 
when it comes to the, the theory of 16 types, it's what really helps is to think of it as similar to being right-handed or left-handed. You are, there are these basic dichotomies where it's extrovert, introvert, feeling, thinking, sensing, and intuiting. And these dichotomies can feel really limiting to a lot of people because you're thinking of it as, wait, I'm not this or that, I'm both. And um, you're right, you are both. The idea of uh, noticing these tight patterns is which one of these lenses is your default. And so similarly to how I might be right-handed, I might prefer to write with my right hand, but doesn't mean I never use my left hand. And I've heard it said before that if you're carrying a really heavy box, you're going to need to use both hands. That's kind of how it goes with the dichotomies where the more difficult the task, or you might need to, you know, use feeling and thinking in tandem, sensing and intuiting in tandem. And this is something that most people do all the time. And so it can be really, really difficult to find your best fit type because of that fact, because one, we know that we grow and change. And two, we know that we do both. And so to sort yourself in one or the other could be very difficult because based on the context and the situation of what you're dealing with right now is going to affect how you might place yourself. So kind of going back to how this is different than astrology, for one, with your personality type, you actually have to go find your best fit type. Whereas with astrology, it is based on when you were born. So you can begin the self-discovery process with astrology, already knowing your starting point. That starting point is where you were born. But with um, personality type, the um, self-discovery process is what uh, allows you to find and settle into what you believe that best fit type is. And another point to mention is that your astrology chart, which if you're unfamiliar with astrology, basically the natal chart is a snapshot of where all of the planets were when you were born. So you might be just thinking of it as basic sun sign astrology, where um, like, for example, if I were to say I'm a Leo, it's because I was born in, during Leo season between late July and late August. That's just where the sun was whenever I was born. That's not my entire personality. And all of the different planets have their own different archetypes um, that mean different things. And something to understand about astrology, though, is that your astrology natal chart is not supposed to reflect just your personality. Your natal chart is reflecting your life story in a way that it's not just you there are different parts of your chart there are different houses that reflect the people the situations that you encounter um maybe some karmic things if you believe in that your chart is so expansive that it doesn't really make sense to limit it down to just basic personality traits or tendencies and one thing also to know about astrology is that it is um, ancient. We have been, humans have been interested in looking at the patterns of the constellations and the stars and the planets and the patterns that happen on 
uh, on earth for thousands of years. And um, so astrology uh, contains a lot of ancient wisdom that has been passed down where for many years it was passed down by word of mouth across different civilizations. And if you're interested, you could look into traditional astrology and Hellenistic astrology if you would like to read some of the sources uh, from some of the first written sources of astrology and the techniques that people used. Now, it's important to understand that um, people relied on astrology before the scientific revolution and before psychology even existed as a thing. And whenever the scientific revolution happened and people started to question um, uh, spirituality a little bit more, we had more tools to be able to actually understand um, like scientifically and objectively how things work. People really started to lean on that. And because astrology is very, very fuzzy, it's hard to pin down. It's very hard to even talk about astrology without attaching spirituality into it. Um, people who use astrology and practice it don't necessarily need to consider themselves very spiritual or religious people, but a lot of the topics around astrology very much center around like fate and karma and destiny. And um, so that's not, that's very much outside the realm of what mainstream psychology is trying to do, which is more so predict behavior and understand human behavior, where I also want to point out that personality type itself is, it is within the realm of psychology, but it is considered pretty fuzzy um, because type is trying to get at innate cognition uh, rather than behavior. That's why there are so many skeptics out there. And a lot of the skeptics about personality type, they aren't even, um, they're really arguing a straw man argument against personality type because they don't really quite know what it's trying to do because type is trying to get at like I mentioned your innate cognition and not your behavior and I'm taking a advanced cognition course right now for my um, organizational psychology masters and I've been learning about how cognition in order to study human cognition it's very difficult because behavior and cognition is not always tied. And there was a whole behavioralist movement uh, kind of after the, um, uh, the scientific revolution, kind of after Carl Jung and Freud um, were big in like the 30s, 40s, there was a whole behavioral movement in psychology that was very popular in the US and a lot of Western uh, society where you were really trying to predict what behavior someone is going to do. And cognition is very difficult uh, to predict. And so in order to study human cognition, a lot of times people look at, you have to look at neuroscience, you have to look at um, even uh, linguistic um, stuff is connected. Um, and even whenever cognitive science was even first developed as a science, um, people even lumped uh, philosophy in with that because 
it's not straightforward. Like hum, humans understanding how we think and feel, it's not straightforward. It's not something that's super easy to study. And the thing is, is that with astrology, I would argue that astrology offers so much in terms of understanding how we work that a lot of people that are into astrology don't really feel as much of a need to seek out um, experiments to prove certain things. Because if you just um, work with the system of astrology and try it out, you can kind of understand and play with some things and gain some insight through that. And um, but anyway, um, kind of going off tangent there, but the point is, is that Carl Jung's theory of psychological types introduced eight um, cognitive functions that are basically eight types of consciousness. And a lot of what Carl Jung was talking about, in my opinion, was very philosophical. He was one of the first psychologists. So this was whenever psychology was very new. And so because it was so philosophical and because it is hard to test in a behavioralist way, um, whenever people are looking at models like the MBTI, which are trying to help people find their type and things like that, people are assessing that model through the lens of, okay, but what, how could we use this to predict? How can we use this for the workforce and stuff like that? And that makes it really muddy because in my opinion, the best use of uh, personality type is self-discovery and also to help grow your consciousness. So, so as I was saying, astrology goes beyond how you think about the world, how you feel about the world, who you are, who your personality is. Astrology describes your destiny, how you interact with the cycles of life, the things that you might manifest in your life, um, the other people and the situations that you might deal with in your life. And also with astrology, it's like, it's very expansive in the sense that, and it's very, very archetypal in the sense that you can look at yourself through the lens of your sun sign, which is one form, one energy. You can look at your moon, your Venus, your Mars, and it's a lot more, well, it's more woo-woo and it's also hard to grasp. It's not as tangible. It's your, you have to understand a lot of different concepts and then be able to both understand the concepts independently and also be able to understand how they work together and also be able to interpret and delineate these concepts together in order to get wisdom out of it. Whereas um, even though personality type is a little bit hard to grasp and it is a little bit fuzzy in terms of that you can't predict behavior as much with it, it still is a little bit, it's still more down to earth in the sense that um, the differences are very easy to see. Um, it's a lot easier to see the difference between feeling and thinking than it is to understand the difference between Pisces versus Cancer. Um, and so the way that I look at personality, like feeling, thinking, sensing, intuiting, these are these, um, like, these are these like core, core duality aspects of the universe. So these two poles, um, 
that, that's how I think about the dichotomies where like you naturally might prefer or have a tendency toward one pole over the other. And I think that the best value of understanding your personality type is to understand where you're starting from so that you can better understand how to achieve that sort of balance and increase your cognitive capacity. So with your personality type, we actually are, we're talking about how you, how you think and also a lot of your blind spots. I like to think about your dominant cognitive function as being like your autopilot function or your default and understanding what that is makes it a lot easier to understand the ways in which you might not naturally be thinking. So with personality type, the core building blocks of each of all of the 16 patterns, there are these core eight cognitive functions that I've already done videos about. A lot of you guys might already know this. But the core eight cognitive functions, these are like the building blocks of your pattern of how you cognitively process the world. How do you understand the information that you're picking up on? And how do you make decisions based on that information? And it's all happening in a mental, on the mental plane. And um, the, because there's only eight of these core um, pieces, it is a little bit more simplified in the sense that with astrology, there's 12 um, zodiac signs, which are almost like flavors of the energy. And then the planets each have their own archetypes that then can embody these different flavors. And then the houses of the sign or the houses of the natal chart is more about where that um, energy and that embodiment is taking place. So the reason I'm bringing all of this up is because I want you to know whether you're coming from an astrology perspective or a type perspective or somewhere in between or a skeptic of both, I want it to be clear that these systems are very, very different and they're used in very different ways where I would argue that the core use of personality type is kind of checking yourself when it comes to your uh, mental um, like assumption, your natural assumptions that you make. And when you're looking out on all of the information outside of you, it's like your default state of consciousness is going to be picking up certain types of information over others and just simply being aware of that. And also understanding that so much of the conflict that you deal with on a regular basis with other people might even be because they're perceiving different information than you are, or they are making a different assessment of the information because they are processing it in a different way. So feeling and thinking both being the ways of processing the information and then sensing and intuiting being the ways that you uh, understand and perceive that, uh, that information. So when you run into these communication like blips and um, when you just really aren't seeing eye to eye with a person, it really a lot of times is because we all have these like natural sort of filters, but then like life experience kind of um, helps us get out of it. Well, let me see. I did a video recently. I think it was the last one I did. Oh yeah. Episode 22, um, Psyche Design, you're more than just your personality type. Please go 
watch or listen to that episode if you're interested to know more about what personality type really is and what it's not. Because in that episode, I talk a lot about how your life experience really influences the way that you show up as your type, which as I mentioned, your astrology chart is kind of showing a greater theme for your entire life. And so I've even noticed that your astrology chart is going to influence the way that you show up as your type. So the, one, of the big, one of the biggest differences really is that with type, you do have to go through that process of figuring out which one of these um, types and which one of these types of functioning do I resonate with the most you have to do the work of figuring out what your biases are and what you naturally gravitate toward. Whereas with astrology, you already are given this roadmap, which is really great because it makes it really easy to dive in and explore. But one thing I'll say though, is that in order to even know your personality type, you have to really be discerning about the difference of the different types of energy. So for example, introverted feeling and introverted thinking are both introverted judging functions, but coming from a different uh, perspective of the feeling and thinking perspective. In order to really know your type, you have to also kind of know what's what when it comes to those uh, different cognitive processes. Whereas with astrology, I've noticed that you can get a lot of value from astrology without fully really understanding the difference between the way that the energy is, which I think could be a problem because then, um, but then you can, you know, um, play with the system over time and get to know those energies by just being open to it. I think there's a little bit of a barrier to entry with personality type, which is why it's not as popular, at least online as astrology, because astrology makes it super easy to just get started. And I think personally that that threatens a lot of personality type people because they might be coming from the perspective of, oh, well, what we're doing is real and legitimate. And it's not, and maybe if you don't think astrology is legitimate, that might uh, bother you that people are able to just sort of go explore based on their birth time. And that's very valid because astrology is not something that has had nearly the same amount of uh, psychological experiments done on it, where if you're going to tell me that personality type isn't scientific, um, I can also link um, a database below, I believe it's called Milo, um, where you can go search the scientific um, studies that have been done. Um, most of the people that critique um, the person or that critique the MBTI and Carl Jung system of personality um, don't realize that there have been new um, assessments that have been refined over the years that have been making it more scientific. And they also don't realize that just because people change, um, just because people might not 100% get their type right all the time, that's not really the purpose of the assessments. Um, obviously the assessment wants to get your type right, but even with the official MBTI, you have to then discuss with a practitioner why you chose the answers you did and kind of have that self-discovery process where you decide, yes, this is the type that, that fits me the best. 
Um, it's never intended to just 100% uh, trust whatever the test says, um, because it's not telling you who you are. It's a tool for you to figure out what your tendencies and what your preferences are. Because it's not as good for prediction, um, a lot of psychologists don't like it as much. But the thing is, is that the interest in still stands. Uh, the fact is, is that people who take the test and uh, report back a lot of uh, improved a lot of benefits from teamwork and communication, a lot of self-understanding. And the fact is people are still interested in it, very similarly to how with astrology, for as much as science, uh, mainstream science is going to try and get people to stop caring about astrology, astrology is still giving people a value that science can't give. And so people are going to still care about it because it's able to offer a more emotionally rich understanding and it's very very conceptual it's very hard to pin down but if it's still offering people understanding and wisdom about their own life then yeah people are gonna people are gonna go to it and I, I do believe that astrology offers wisdom that you can't get from type but I also think that type offers a lot of wisdom that you can't get from astrology so to wrap up this video I just want to say that a lot of people into astrology might even be skeptical of type because you might think that you don't need that anything that you'd want to know about yourself or about your self-discovery is already covered in astrology. But what I would say is that because astrology is so nuanced and conceptual, and when you're looking at your chart, you're thinking, like for me, for example, it's like, oh, well, my Virgo Venus has me very earthy. And then my Aries moon makes me very emotionally impatient, even though I am trying to be specific about things. Like I'm able to notice the paradox within myself a lot with astrology, because you can understand how all of the four elements of uh, sensing or not sensing, sorry, all of the, the elements of like earth, fire, air, and uh, water you understand how you're all of that. And so it can be also really hard to then apply and use because you're so aware of everything. Whereas with your personality type, it is like, yes, this is the dominant form of processing information uh, that, and so I'm, uh, it's easier to kind of narrow it down and use as a tool because it is a little bit more down to earth where like, if you were to understand that you were a feeling type, then you would understand that the information that you uh, process from the world is your default. Your, your default is looking at it through the lens of emotions and feelings and values. You're, you're thinking, is this good or bad? Um, does this align with what matters to me? Does this align with what matters to everyone else? That's your default way of judging the way that the world works. Whereas if you're a thinking type, doesn't matter what your astrology is. It doesn't matter how emotional you are as a person. You're still going to be having that default um, where you are thinking more of, is this consistent logically? Is this make sense? Is this true? Is this not? Which is just slightly different. And um, so, hmm. oh, and then another thing that I wanted to end this on is that Carl Jung, whenever he developed the theory of the psychological types that then went on to inspire the popular MBTI and 16 personality uh, tests out there today, 
he actually was interested in astrology and was inspired by the four elements whenever he was um, coming up with the system. So if you're into astrology already, you might be interested in knowing that the building blocks of these eight cognitive functions are very much based in the eight uh, or the four elements, uh, which um, feeling is associated with water, thinking is associated with air, sensing is associated with earth, and um, intuition is associated with fire. And if you're into astrology, and you, you might be familiar with the concept of diurnal and um, God, what is it called now? day and night charts. I, I can't remember. Um, diurnal. You guys, I'm sorry about that. But there's a concept of day and night in astrology that I think is very similar to introversion and extroversion, where the night qualities in astrology is a lot more like introversion and um, day is a lot more like extroversion. And so if you were to think about the four main elements and then to split in two as um, day and night, then that would be very similar to the eight cognitive functions. And what I personally think Carl Jung was noticing was that in our psyches, in our consciousness, there are the four main elements all there. So the astrology chart, the natal chart is so expansive that it is looking at, like I said, your entire life and it's looking beyond the psyche technically. But like, what I think Carl Jung is trying to discuss with the, the eight cognitive functions is um, almost more of a microcosm of like how all of those elements are showing up like in your mind. And so there's so much more that I could talk about regarding like astrology and type and how they interact because what I, I've noticed is that you can see you can't look at an astrology chart and guess what the person's personality type is but if you know your best fit personality type you can go then look into your chart and see where uh there are some connections so for example I am an ENFJ personality type my dominant uh function is extroverted feeling and I'm also a Cancer Mercury, uh, Cancer Rising, where my Mercury is exactly on my ascendant. And so if you're into astrology, you know that, that means that I very much wear my heart on my sleeve. I am a very emotional communicator and I'm very open about my emotions and the way that I put um, my, my first my first house and my rising sign is basically how I show up into the world and um, a lot to do with my identity and the fact that my identity is very emotionally based and also very communicative makes a lot of sense for extroverted feeling being my dominant function. And so there's a lot you can look at, at at the overlaps, but what you'll find in my opinion is that your actual personality type pattern um, it's describing how your psyche works, which you also can look in your chart and look at significations that have to do with your mind to maybe point you in a direction. But if you're familiar with your natal chart, not everything has to do with your mind, you know? And I'll also say that your personality type pattern, uh, like feeling when it comes to personality 
isn't the same as emotion in the sense that feeling is a way of, um, is a mental uh, way of judging the world that might be considering emotions, but it's not a somatic or emotional sort of expression. It is uh, processing information through uh, values and it's a way of thinking. It's, it's a way of mental consciousness and understanding and knowing just like how thinking is. So anyway, um, if you have any other questions about how these two either overlap or are, are opposite or a please, please let me know. I would love to introduce uh, the concept of type to more astrology minded people because I feel like it would be a lot of, it would be very valuable to people who are interested in astrology, but that there's kind of a barrier to entry because a lot of people are either like trying to just find a test online to tell you what you are when there is a bear, there is kind of an obstacle to even getting into personality type to begin with is that you got to make sure you've landed on your best fit type first. And in my opinion, the best way to do that is to be open to trying on all of the 16 types and learning about all of them. And if you can start to see the patterns, then you'll start to see which of those patterns you resonate with the most. And I've got another video coming out soon that is going to be talking about talking more about some of the problems with online tests and some things to look out for. So I can go into that later, but um, it is a process to figure out what type fits you the most. It's not something that you just um, are assigned um, outside of you. It's something that you have to really get to know your tendencies and your mental biases in order to know and then use what the tool of 16 types is. And that's where you really get the juicy information where you're able to then notice in the real world, in the conflicts that you're having, um, you're able to then understand like, oh, I'm having this conflict because I'm perceiving it like this and they're perceiving it like this. So thank you so much for uh, watching uh, this video or listening. And I hope that you learn something new and have a wonderful rest of your day.